you know, it was it was good in a different way. Right. Okay. Okay. You know when yeah. you have to protect your friends' feelings. I'm like, no, it would have been better with you. <laughs> so you're basically saying that it was better with Senna. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying, Sissy. I know where my bread is buttered. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, it was good last week. So you were over with uh, Senna and I had I had Tavo. Mm-hmm. Um, for a co-host pod swap. Yes. Yeah, co-host. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you went on and you were chatting with Senna about his 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 tendencies of having female besties. Mm-hmm. Questionable, questionable. And I went on and I had uh, therapy with Utavo. So that was quite good. Um, very interesting perspective, different take on a you know male perspective different generation i learned a lot like i learned a lot from towel um so yeah i think my biggest take was that whole like you know it's just this could be the most amazing um thing to ever happen so just don't dip your toes in again mm-hmm. basically was the moral of the story yeah so it was um it was it was good Good. Well, how about you you and I, I loved it i loved it but um because i i want i want to talk about that but okay. before we do um okay. welcome to everyone that is tuning in uh welcome to all our family and welcome to our first time listeners uh you're listening to gallon guys podcast or gis <laughs> with me natasha and Tony. i sometimes go by nat I sometimes go by Michelle. Yes, 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 Michelle. So, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, so last week we did the pod swap with mm-hmm. Six Foot Weights podcast. So if you don't know them, like check them out, Six Foot Weights pod- podcast. They're two guys um, from Skies as well um, doing their thing. But I have some questions for you, Todd. I don't know, should I warm you up or should we? Yes, of course you should warm me up. Don't just, you know, don't just juma me with things. So I'm not sure whether I should just juma you. Should I do, do like the politics and then come back? Because oh, yes. I have keep questions. Keep yeah? to the regular structure. Okay, we're sticking to the regular structure because, hey! Okay, so I just wanted to, so we mentioned the, the part, um, again, shout out to Senna for joining us on Galen Skies, yeah. and yeah, love the comments, um, the hashtag for the MVPs who stayed and listened to the whole thing was hashtag because uh, Senna broke down the lyrics for Shui's song called Ngafa. Uh, so, so yeah, so shout out to Edwin Kosi. It's like, oh, the breakdown of the Shri Ngafa lyrics was highly entertaining. Um, also, let me look under the hashtag. Um, oh, and then at Ogan Basel, I was like, thoroughly enjoyed the six foot weights and Dennis Guys crossover. Hashtag Ngegeng Ibakrete. And it's uh, underscore uh, was like, I've been singing the song for years, and I was today years old when I found out 
what the story behind it is uh Galen's guys and um i believe there was someone else i think it was stella who also hashtag nigging about this so yeah guys if you have not listened to that episode do also listen to six foot weights um where Koli was there and just yeah because i have some questions for Koli about that about okay. him. well i'm looking forward to this not um so yeah we had me and and Pat, sir tabs as he's called on twitter um had a i don't know an hour and a bit for me it was like therapy to be honest and um apparently the uh, apparently allegedly Senna was like the first five minutes it was slander against his name more like really don't know what he was talking about like we it was all love it was just a wholesome episode in fact uh somebody tweeted and it was like oh you know the, um where is it where is it where is it so it's just like oh you know it was just such a girl from the south side sorry at kumbirai was like this was a very very wholesome um that relationship section uh i don't know what emoji that is but it was a little like that one Mm-hmm. yeah no i i had fun i really it was something i really enjoyed and you know hopefully in the future we could do something all together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay um just quickly like on politics i wanted to touch on um i don't know if you've seen um so the president of tanzania john yes. makufuli I don't know if mm. I'm pronouncing it right. Mm. Um, he was reported <laughs> to be unwell mm. and, and apparently has been seen in public in about two Oh, he years. has? He has not been oh, he seen. he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. That was last what I heard, yeah. So um, it was reported that um, I think he was suffering from COVID, but it's all hush-hush. There's, there's very mm. limited information that is coming out. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tanz, like the pre- um, president John Magufuli was the Tanzanian president. He was one of the like most prominent uh, COVID deniers. Like, um, like that man. I'm sorry. He was like, he said something along the lines of, "Which is only those who don't have the blood of Jesus in streaming." coursing through their veins will get COVID. Like how? Yeah. Yeah. And recently there was a minister, a yeah. Tanzanian minister who had COVID who was who was admitted. He died. I think he died, yeah. One of his ministers died. Okay. Maybe the same one or another one was in hospital and um literally they he was he he was he was I don't know, like he was in hospital and out of his sick bed, he had to go in like to a press conference and he was coughing all over everyone. Just to and show that, life. And that doctor who was sitting next to him with no mask. Yeah. Mad. So, so that is crazy. Um, I just don't understand like how you can be such a COVID denier as in in that position because you know like um he had a three-day 
oh, uh, three days of prayer and fasting or something like that mm-hmm. to kind of, uh, you know, again, plead the blood of Jesus upon the lives of those who are not going to get COVID. And then all of a sudden, you know, his, his minister gets, his minister gets COVID. Mm. Sorry, did you hear that siren? It's fine. Go on. So that's um, his minister gets COVID mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure dies. And then he's missing. He is MIA. And then he, I was laughing because I saw like Uti, his, um, the, like his, his MPs were saying, Uti, he's not, he's not a presenter. He doesn't need to be on TV every week. Why are you looking for him? I was like, oh my God, they were saying that. <laughs> I, uh, sometimes you know like politics is actually freaking it, it's it's hilarious um it's sad for the people who are obviously in tanzania who um not even close to getting the help that they need mm. you know with COVID because of the way these people are, are behaving Exactly. And the thing is, like, with a lot of these vaccines and stuff like that, if it's being uh, distributed by the World Health Organization, they rely on the figures that you put out. So mm. you're under-reporting, then mm. when it comes to the vaccine um, and some of the, the vaccines that, that are being distributed from the World Health Organization, then you may not be first, right? Yes. Because you're under-reporting and you're saying that there's no COVID. So, listen... Um. Yeah, watch the story. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with Tanzania. Hey, yeah, with Tanzania. Hey, there's some. There was something else. Like a few. I don't know if it's a few days or a few weeks ago. I know it's like a bit of uh, work in in progress in regards to the Oxford vaccine. I think that has been found to. Um, uh, well, there's reports that there are people who are developing blood clots, which can be fatal um you know people can die from that um so there's several countries that have actually stopped using it but there is one country in particular i've forgotten which one you know um that has continued vaccinating their people because of these um i guess they're saying that these reports are not confirmed do you remember do you have you heard have you heard about that yeah yeah so i was actually actually looking into it because they were saying that um so a number of countries um, have suspended. I'm trying to see like which countries, because there's been a whole thing. I know Netherlands, Ireland mm. um, are just some of those countries. However, mm. I think the, the data that is there doesn't because they say that as of the 10th of march so the european right. medicines agency said yeah. that there were just 30 reports of clots All right. among almost 5 million people given the vaccine right, right. so, so I, mean, I don't know what percentage 30 out of 5 million probably not point whatever mm. Mm. um yeah so the republic of ireland bulgaria denmark norway iceland mm have paused its use and Thailand as well. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if, if 30 out of 5 million is significant enough for people to worry. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. And it'd be interesting to hear like from somebody who may have like that experience into like these research 
um, kind of things, like like research, um, like research as beg your pardon, mm-hmm. in regards to is it something that is mm-hmm. significant or not? Um, because at the end of the day, if you are having thirty people who are developing clots with those 30 people maybe have just been at risk of developing clots already. So you don't know if they're already at, um, they're at a higher risk category or, or whatever it is, or is it significant enough? Because, you know, it is something that is, um, it, it, could, it changes one's quality of life in regards to if you're now having to inject yourself every day because you have a clot, you know, risk of fatalities is high as well. So it'll be interesting, interesting one to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so just quickly, <laughs> um, I just there's something that I was reading. Okay, again, I was like, hey, I need to ask Goli this. Ah. So, uh, yes. you know, okay, question: Why do you think it is easier? for people to sometimes confide or reveal information to strangers than like family or close people? Um, I think because there is that uh, lack of, of, of judgment, you know, me coming to reveal something to you, like, okay, to be honest, there's very, like amongst my friends, like there's very little that I wouldn't share. But there's something about uh, speaking to somebody who doesn't know you, who doesn't already have a pre-conceived um, idea about you. So it makes it easier to, which is why you have things like therapy, like, oh yeah, go to therapy because you know what, you speak to somebody who doesn't know you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when you're with your friends, because me coming to you, Natasha, you know what, um, I did something so stupid yesterday. I I don't know, like, what could I say? Okay, here's a confession for you, which I hadn't told you, which I've never told you. Um, because it's just like, will you think, oh my God, like how stupid can one be? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, after I got my car, right? After <laughs> I got my new, my new, my new baby. Uh-huh. Um, my old car, my golf had eaten E handbrake, which you um, use with your left hand to to wake up. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's similar to yours, which yeah. you use your hand to yeah yeah yeah, yeah to yeah. pull up yeah yeah. Little button that you press. So my new car has got uh, the handbrake is one of those things like you know if you I don't know if you've ever driven a truck before like not a truck like um. Ipaki, for example, where the handbrake is just to the to the right hand side, and you kind of pull a lever to kind of release it, and you press it down to put it in. So it's similar to that. Right. Here I am. I am cruising music lives. I am there wearing sunglasses, and there isn't even sunshine. I am there. I am your sister because I've just got a new car, and I went and I needed fuel. So it was again my first time pouring fuel into this car, and nothing karatin. Listen to that. You can take the the Zimbabwe out of <laughs> Zimbabwe. I got to the fuel station. I beg your pardon, um, and um, got out of the car, and I did. Did sister remember to put the handbrake on? No, she didn't. So I get out of the car. I put my shades away. I walk around 
like walk back and I open up the thing and all of a sudden, all of another Sunday, the car just starts rolling. No way. <laughs> I swear to God, this actually happened. I was so mortified. And I'll tell you what mortified me even more was that for some reason, of course, you just get this adrenaline rush. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So I was trying to get into the car to oh maybe put the, to put the handbrake on, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this happened in a space of like probably less than 30 seconds, but I, I felt like I was acting quite quickly. So stupid me, instead of going around the car, like the back, mm-hmm. I went in front of the car. So there was a point. Jesus. Jesus. So, you know, but this is this is the level of um, sometimes just coming back and having to talk about this to say, oh, you know what, this 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 happens to me, like, you know, and this actually happened to me. So I think I only told like I maybe told two people because I was I was embarrassed. So was, what did you do? Uh, so what happened was then um, fortunately yeah. enough. Like e petrol station young when I had um you know like sometimes there was just like a not like a barrier but yeah. a higher slab like a platform so the Africa yeah bounce off that and it just stopped. Oh so that that's that's how and literally there was like if if that little sledge wasn't there mm-hmm. the car would have actually rolled into the shop broken the glass and everything. Mm. So I think I say this to say that sometimes you know you're like, I wouldn't expect that from, from some, so I think there's an element of expectation, Ruti. Mm. I expect you to be, to be clever, to be cleverer, to know better. So sometimes it's easier for me to tell this to a, a group of strangers than it is to come and be like, oh, you know what, this actually, this actually happened to me, you know? And I'm very, I'm one who's very selective, like, you know, about my, my friends, you know, so I've got a very close-knit, close-knit um, of, friend, of friendships. And I will find that there's people who I will go for, like, you know, one who t- I will tell as everything to, and one I will like, okay, so it's finances, this mm. person will not judge me. Not judge, not, maybe judge is not the right word there, but this person will be understanding, mm-hmm. you know, um, Gandhi, you mean to tell me you don't even have two pounds in your account? How have you got to that stage? You know, so sometimes you don't need that level of scrutiny. Uh-huh. So you can tell that to, I can come and tell you, hey, Natasha, I know things are really tough. I don't even have two pounds in my account. Mm, mm, mm. What do you think? I feel like I've rattled on there for a good no, minute. That makes sense. And I mean, that's surprising to me because I'm like, like, wow. Like, why would you be embarrassed? About, I mean, to me, it's funny, but maybe I look for the funny things. <laughs> like, exactly. So I think with you, there, there is always that element of, you know, silliness will always come in and yeah. you be like, oh, you know, and you can laugh it off. Whereas some people will be like, sure. <laughs> I mm. Okay. So... Okay, so so we, we've started. We started. I, I like that you started with an example, like the, this this real life example. And so I'm going to dig deeper. But before we do, 
you know, like a good research student. Let me let me give some references. So actually, interestingly enough, um, for the longest time, um, I think there was a, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I think there's always been a notion. So this is an article that was on uh, uh, quartz.com, right? And it talks about, um, a Harvard sociologist explains why we confide in strangers, right? Um, and said that, um, so in 1790 or whatever, this um, psychologist called Adam Smith had said that we can only expect real sympathy from real friends and not from mere uh, acquaintances, right? Um, but, Wait, say that again. We can only expect, accept, expect, expect real sympathy from real friends and not from mere acquaintances, right? right. So this was Adam Smith in 1790. Um, but then the article goes on to say, more recently in 1973, a Stanford sociologist, Mark Granovetta, um, established that as a bedrock of social network analysts, the idea that we rely on strong ties. Um, so we rely on strong ties for support and weak ties for information, right? Um, and there's a more recent Harvard sociologist, Mario Small, who kind of flips it on his head and says that people's true pool of confidence is everyone they run into. So it's not about your close people, it's just about who you come across, who you run into, right? Um, and says that according to his research, that the research suggests that nearly half of people that um, were surveyed um, say that they are uh, half the people with whom we discuss important matters are not those we identify as our closest confidants, right? Um, but what he then goes on to say, which I thought was interesting, is that we rely on strong ties, uh, but it's not the whole picture because it could be that, um, and, and then goes on to say, it's, it's, it's quite long, it's an interesting article, goes on to say like, our, some of our closest ties, like families and all that, are the most complex relationships. So, so, so you keep parts and sometimes you don't know like how that's going to be used and everything. So yes. I, I, I thought that was really, really interesting because I do come across situations where I find that like I can just, you know, sometimes you just meet a stranger and you can tell them like something you have never told anyone. And after that, you're like, <gasps> yeah, like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, no, for sure. Like, um, I, 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 I can attest to that for sure. Um, I met, uh, like a girl through work recently who came like I'd met her it was my first day um on on that particular site and I had been there literally I don't know maybe four hours mm -hmm. and we had this opportunity where it was just the two of us and um she said to me she was like oh you know I am um, 
I know she she asked me a bit about myself. She's like, oh, do you have family? Blah blah blah. And uh, you know, so we're having a chat. A chat. Mm. And then she says, like, oh, you know, I've 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 just found myself in a really tricky situation. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, what's the what's the situation? And she goes on to tell me that she's uh, been in this relationship. Um, and she doesn't know how to get out of it. She's like, you know, um, we are living together, but I know that my heart is not in it. I don't want to be with this, like, so she's with the guy. She's like, I don't want to be with this guy anymore. I find myself gravitating towards this woman um, who's also a nurse and blah, blah, blah. So she painted this whole picture. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's just literally, it, it took me, it took me by surprise. And I think um, one of the things I do well is I don't, I try not to have a very emotive face. So I then said to her, so then we just literally broke it down and we just had a bit of a chat. And so, yeah, I can see why you can sometimes get ideas from off from somebody, you know, you get who you don't know because you want that different perspective. And um, again, from a personal experience, I literally, like, I met uh, uh, somebody through work recently again. And, you know, like, there's things that I will tell you guys, like, I'm like, oh, you know, this and this is happening. But sometimes like, if you want to get a fresh perspective, like, you know, because I know that there's an element that I am your friend. You will always protect me and my interests, you know, and that is the way, that's the way it is, isn't it? But sometimes you're like, oh, okay, um, wonder i wonder what somebody else would think so you know and so i I actually have run something by somebody else i'm like oh you know what do you think about about this you know and you get the you get the same viewpoint and like okay so it's pretty much the same so okay no i i I completely relate so so I think there's two things that we've got about, you know, the ease of talking to strangers and sometimes just wanting a different take. Okay. So um so I was listening to uh episode 38 of Six Foot Weights Ben 10 Theory featuring Gold. <laughs> so you know at the top of this episode we said we did a co-host pod swap. So, I mean, because this is information that is publicly available and has been publicly published. So, please bear with me, ladies and gentlemen, and Koli as well. I wanted to play two snippets, right? Um, so that we can discuss. Because I was listening to this and I said is another podcast getting exclusive content? You didn't think it would be a good idea to perhaps forward me to say that this was going to happen. You decided no. to just to, to hijack the podcast. Because I thought, huh, she's going to say no. But then I looked at the laws of public information and it said, if something is publicly available... <laughs> It is not a crime to replay it. So can I tell you something? I knew that, um, and I, I have a feeling I already know what you're going to play. Um, so when I had that episode with, uh, with Utabo, I, in my head, it was also like, I know that this is going to come back up, Natasha. I knew it. So I, am I surprised? The answer is no, I'm not. But yeah, on you go, Sissy. This is your time. 
it's, so good that, it's good that you're not surprised because me and the regular jazz listeners are very surprised. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me play this without giving context. I will play two snippets and then we will discuss. Okay, so this is Goli on another podcast. Bear in mind she has her own podcast. But we'll play. And guys, if you are looking, uh, go to that episode, go to approximately 30, 39 minutes. So we'll play. Okay. Nice, you know. And yeah. even women who, like myself, like I, I would turn around and be like, oh, you know what? I don't really care about you posting. But I know that, for example, my guy has me on his, on the, on the right pictures. You know, what's up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I think I think that's what it, it it comes down to. I think you know it's almost like a declaration of this is my woman, mm. and I okay. think as a woman, it's I don't know. It's it's like somebody just giving you a big hug. It's just Aww. do you know what I mean? I it's 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 a nice it's a nice feeling. So imagine if you okay clip number one, Goli said my guy has me on his WhatsApp. Let me look for clip number two. So, ladies and gentlemen, at 39 minutes of uh, six foot weights, go and listen to that. And then we'll fast forward to the other juicy part. Let's see. Okay, let me play. This person was uh, their values and their ideas, like ideals and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's taken time, you know, and the 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 person I'm with now is very, um, like, very giving and very um, allows me such space to be myself, and I absolutely love that. I absolutely love this um, notion of, you know, I am like, you know, when you describe it, this, my girl is the prettiest or most yeah. beautiful. You know, I think he would argue with you there. It's like, no, 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 no. Ukoli is this because like it's yeah. and it's so nice. It's just so nice just to have such an easy relationship. At the same time, you know, I feel that you so end scene. So Wanish. But okay, so so what what is what is your what is your question exactly? No, 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 no. Because because what you need to realize as well is um these for for me and you these are conversations we have all the time right and we don't necessarily bring it on the pod but you, you know you've never i have i've never not come out with the information and you have taught me that it's okay to come out with this information whereas before i'd be like nah you know i don't want to talk about this person because you know six months down six months later they're going to be walking down the aisle no 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 so no 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 i i don't bring it up to say it is wrong i bring it up to actually say i was proud of you like i listened to that and i was like oh my god and i just thought also you know i think you've alluded maybe here and there like on the pod but like like this was the first time i was like is this golly like i was like golly with the curve is actually coming out saying my guy so no I and, and then I, I I really did want to ask no 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 so it's 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 the the you know congratulations and then the part two was 
the different take because I thought the conversation that you had with Tabo to me, I found it so interesting as someone who is not in a relationship, right? And, and listening to two people who are in relationships and you could tell that you are both in healthy relationships, mm-hmm. right? And I particularly loved, you know, like what Tabo was saying about, you know, um, you alluded to it at the beginning about dipping your toes and, and what he said, I'm paraphrasing is, you know, you don't always, people fear failure and then because they fear failure, they hold back parts of themselves yeah. and they just dip their toes in the love ocean and not give fully of themselves because they're afraid that, oh, what if things don't work out? And I loved what he said when it was like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about, you know, you'd rather have X amount of years having received and given love fully than not. So I think there's two things. You, you can take it however you want to take, which was one, I was like, okay, like, um, you know, you, 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 you disclose to six foot weight audience slash some of whom are strangers. So I think some of our GIS families like, yo, work one. And then secondly, was there a part where, because I do feel like some of what Tabo was saying is things that maybe you've heard from your friends, but I felt like it's, you received it differently, which is not bad at all. Like, I felt like you really, like, so I just wanted to get your take on that. Well, Your Honor, I uh, I acknowledge the evidence that has been presented. And I would like to say that, I'd like to say that I think there is an element of growth in me. Um, to be able to come to a place where I can actually openly talk about these things. And I think also one of the joys of doing the podcast is that I'm also learning a lot about myself. You know, it's when we have discussions and you like, you tell me, ah, when are you curved, Lapa? You didn't answer the question, Lapa. Or when you say that I'm the master of deflection, you know, it, these things, these conversations that we have, that even that may be said in jest, they do resonate with me. And I do realize that there's an element of truth in that. And the reason why I do not openly disclose, um, and this is something that I've said that, you know, we should talk about in a future episode, is because I feel, especially talking to you and correcting me if I'm wrong, um, I also feel like we're both perfectionists, quote unquote. I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I like to portray this very, you know, this side of me that is thriving all the time. Um, but what I've also learned as time has progressed is that I'm not really being my whole self. So that's back down to episode what? I don't remember what to check out our previous episodes, guys. Five. Episode five. Yeah. So I think from that and growing and learning. And yes, you know, I've had a relationship whilst on the pod whilst the pod was starting and one you know so yes I, and there's I'm like do I talk about these things and then somebody comes and then and that has happened before but it's also not to, and what I get from you Nat is not to take yourself too seriously so I think all that has kind of come into one and I am in a very healthy relationship which I feel happy to talk about happy to um uh to 
let people know, you know, because I feel like, you know what, yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience. And the words that Utavo was saying, Uti, you know what, it's, it's the, that's the experience that you get, you know, it could be the best experience, it could be the best two years of your life. Mm-hmm. And that is what I was taking away from it. And because, you know, there's relationships I've had in the past where I can look back now and be like, oh, you know what, that ended badly, but there was something that we shared, or, you know, maybe we, I don't know, you know maybe my, my current will not appreciate this because it doesn't like this, but, you know, where I can look back and be like, oh, you know, um, we went sledge, you know, we went bungee jumping together. So, you know, and even though that relationship ended not in a particularly nice way, that was one experience that I can take away from it, you know, do you see what I mean? So I think there's a myriad of things. I think what you're getting from episode five to what episode is this now of for us? This will be 72. Episode 72 is that I feel like I have grown as a person and I have now in a relationship that has allowed me to kind of grow in, in love and in confidence and in all these things. Yeah, no, listen, like I, I loved it. And then was it, was there... And so we interview. Yes. Well, no, one, one last, one last, one last. No, but what I'm saying is, was it different just getting a guy's view and perspective? Like, how, yeah. how was that? For sure. And I think um, because I have never, like, prior to this, to that episode that we recorded, I had never um, spoken to Tabo before. You know, yes, we've had interactions on... The, the timeline and stuff, but I've never, I've ne- I never had his number. So I, he's not someday I could have picked up the phone and be like, hey, what do you think about this? So it was quite interesting um, hearing from, um, not that I don't have guy friends, I do have guy friends who I've probably talked a- about this relationship um, with them, but also just to hear from a younger person because I'm also aware to, you know what, this is not, we're not age mates, so to speak, you know, um, Tao was like nearly 10 years younger than me and because he for one has always portrayed that he's in a very healthy healthy thriving relationship you know he posts his woman he, he, he talks about her quite freely and it's not something like you see it a lot but because sometimes like my male my male friends I, 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 I'll be lying if I said <laughs> they, they post their women or, you know, or maybe they do, like, I don't know, like, you know, but not to the same level that he does. And I think it's that whole generation gap. They, they, these guys just do things differently compared to, like, and I'm not saying that these guys don't love their women. You know, I'm sure they do. Mm. Um, but it was just also just, it was quite refreshing to be like, oh, wow, you know, you're talking about this woman that you love so much, who you think is the prettiest girl in the world, who you're going to get married to, who you're just having the time of your life with um, right now. And that is all that matters to you. That is, you know, that is it. Um, so it was just nice just to have that conversation because I'm like, oh, you know what? I feel like I'm experiencing that. Mm-hmm. I can almost relate to what your girl is experiencing when you say that, you know, you're the, because I get that. Mm. <laughs> now, at first, I used to be like, oh, you're, a joke. you're such a joker. But now I'm like, yes, I am. And so yeah. it should be, you know, so I guess I'm more confident in that relationship as well. 
No, it was so funny when you when you say that, um, because you guys were talking about he was saying, oh, he feels like his woman is like, like the most beautiful woman, mm-hmm. and then you say that. Um, if your guy was there, he would argue and be like, no, 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 it's totally. And I was laughing because I was like, yes, he would. He literally, <laughs> he literally would be like, it's totally. Like this guy, like honestly, he just, as my development, he would literally just be like, no, I, 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 you know, like the other day, I had this massive spot on my face. Mm. And you see, can you see this? this massive zits the size of africa it's like mm. you're still beautiful to me mm. oh. like this guy like yeah. send me money don't just tell me I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy food. but yeah no no thank you thank you and i i guess i i really want to say like it like that conversation really inspired me like i was like oh my god like this is how it's supposed to be you know um you know you're supposed to be comfortable and everything and kind of taking it away from the both of you again it's not about um sort of like thinking too forward it's about what does this moment feel for me you know how does it feel like how do I feel who am I in this moment how am I growing in this moment and it's not about always looking at it from oh what if xyz happens it does not matter so I, I i really thought like i was like oh and and i was like oh man like i i couldn't have unlocked that from you so i don't know shout out to Tavo. no i i feel like that's unfair i i feel the timing was right you know i feel like if we had had this episode um last week um i would have said what i it's i think it's the timing I think that's what it is. And, and you know, maybe you're right. You know, let me not take away from that conversation I had with the towel. Because um, I feel like he had his part to play with that. But these are conversations that I have with you all the time. Like I tell you, oh, this is what's happening, you know. Yeah. So I feel like for us, it's like a, a general, it's almost like in the, it's never, it's never, it never comes out to the forefront because we, I probably talk about it so much that you're just like, okay, you know, you know what I mean? So I think it's a, it's a, a myriad of things. Yeah. And I think it's also important. Um, <laughs> I think it's important for people to like hear like a happy moment. Do you know what I mean? And, and again, it is, I have to say it is about the moment it, mm. it's because I think we share so much of our else. <laughs> Yes. That that you it, <laughs> I just say it's you do on the on the, on the pod. Me, I just share with you. Yo, no, but I'm just saying as, as a pod, like at least like yeah. if there's yeah. somebody saying, you know what, love lives here. We are I am winning because oh good. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it, it it is. It's nice. It's nice, guys. Love is nice. I almost put that out there. I was like, you, you know, it's nice. It's really nice to be loved. And I can honestly say that, um, not that there hasn't been love in my previous relationships, but I don't feel like I have been loved this much by one person. Mm. You know, somebody who just literally just 
he would literally put the world at my feet and it's so it's just so nice just to be at the to be the receiving end of this you know no there's no stress there is no thing adding on to I'm not worried that six months later he's going to be walking down the aisle with somebody else. In fact, I should be that person walking down the aisle with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. And I'm also just learning to enjoy the moment that this yeah. is the moment I've, I'm making the most of that. See? And try, not, not, try not to be too difficult. <laughs> so you see, love should be easy. It should be, yeah, it should, it should just be easy. I think that's that's my sort of big um takeaway from all of this so no it was not to put you on the spot no no I thought it was just it was just an interesting discovery that I that I made you went and you did research on psychology dots now mm-hmm. I, I went today and I was like ah, so what, what happened because I thought I thought it's worth bringing that conversation to JS Funnily enough, I knew you would. And when I was doing it, I was like, oh, you know, Nat will be proud of me. So, <laughs> very no, good. Well, it was a part for you as well, because I knew that you'd be like, oh, well done. Uh, did you, um, did he listen to it? He hasn't yet, but I know he will. You are still in episode seven, um, episode 770. Of our one. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, oh my God. I know, mind you, we are not going to talk about him up and for a very long time. Oh, because, no, no, no. Because, mm-mm. no, no, we, 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 we don't have to at all. <laughs> two episodes in a row is too much for one man. Oh, but, one- no, but it's on two separate pods. So, some people may not listen to the other part. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll talk about him again when he, he becomes a husband. Amen. That's my challenge. <laughs> Call conspiracy. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, you when you become when you make my girl. Anyway, yeah. mm. but anyway. anyway. Can we move on from that? Oh, yeah, we are. We are almost closing. How long, are we closing? I mean, it's up to you. Is there anything else? Yes. Uh-huh. Let's have a platform to talk about. You Mrs. don't have Mark. to do tit for tat. No, I'm not doing tit for tat. Oh, actually. okay. Talk, to talk about what? Mrs. Markle. Oh! <laughs> just a few minutes to just have a safe space. A, a safe environment to talk about what our thoughts are on the current uh, princess crisis. Mm? So like, I mean, I don't even know where to start. But um, I, think, I think maybe in a few episodes, a few months down the line, we need to proper, properly have an episode on Megan. And really just dissect. Maybe you can look on psychology now to see what it is about building relationships and family dynamics and family relationships mm-hmm. and how that makes one build relationships 
etc etc you know like what did you think yeah, i'm afraid to get ah! but it's a safe space i am very afraid okay listen first of all what i will say is that um okay many things can be true at the same time right one i i am tim megan right in the sense that i okay so the treatment that she got particularly from the british press was just like that in itself is enough for anyone to be like i i'm out this is too much for me i am walking away from this like absolutely and it definitely is rooted in the institutional racism and systemic racism in the united kingdom which is very subtle which we saw from years ago just how they reported about even from like back in the day like if you think about how they reported so solid crew if you think about how they recorded all those old uh people that were doing like funky house and garage music um just 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 everything about the way um you know uh black people have been reported so so that is one so that in itself is is enough for megan to be like you know what this is too much um i think i think generally american media which is reflective of american society is more friendlier than british media and british society absolutely there is just such a stark difference so like i said that in itself like many things can be true at the same time so for that i'm just like that that in itself was in is enough for megan to be like i i'm out i'm quitting i'm i am going and i think even before that prince harry had come out and said oh the press is um i don't know if it was him or there were members of parliament which said that there were colonial undertones so that in itself one is absolutely true um i i believe most of what she said about um you know kate making her cry that coming out in the papers and her being upset that nobody defended her um also the fact that her uh archie that their son wasn't given the title i think that is <sighs> although we know that the monarch was trying to downsize right already um because they changed a lot of things even like succession laws so now um a woman can can now be queen or whatever because i think before it was like a woman would be would take over if there is no male heir right but now that's changed and all that so i think it's 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 criminal for like harry's son not to have a title so i think all of that is very very true <laughs> my issue which again i need to sit back and my issue really 
is around perhaps the interview itself okay happening and the timing of it so um like i said many things can be true at the same time so Harry and Meghan's estimated joint worth, right, um, is approximately like they're not worth that much. Mm. The they're different figures, um, but the most was like fifty million US dollars that I saw. Wow. Prince Harry is, I think at the most like 30 which in the grand scheme of things celebrity world you know upper class culture is nothing um so the home that they bought in california is uh estimated to be like 14 million or so, right? So for me, I went to school, right? I learned a bit of economics, Mm -hmm. but not advanced. Mm -hmm. But I know that these people don't have the money for their mansion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's no way you can tell me that this interview is not supposed to propel for more opportunities. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it is what it is. Right? That's what I said. Many things can be true at the same time. Mm. So there's that. And there is the whole like, okay, so Prince Harry, that's that's his worth, but clearly was Prince Harry just not willing to work or clearly he has maybe no skills because because like that's why this is happening because you now have to rely on the skills that are in the household which Mm -hmm. is Hollywood celebrity uh the attention economy because if Mm -hmm. I'm in you know so for me I'm kind of side-eyeing Harry because I'm like are you a man with no plan Mm -hmm. because now we have to do this interview Mm -hmm. and then so, so that's my the 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 the, the interview bit. Um, I went again before I because the, the last point, woo, people will drag me. But let me let me say something. I I I like I said, many things can be true at the same time. Um. But I think these people were not fighting for systemic change, rather their own economic survival 
and economic advancement. Yeah, no, I think it'll be really nice, you know, I think in the next few months when, when the Megan crowd, Megan crew has, you know, comes, comes down to really look into this whole, um, like the whole journey from leaving um, their royal duties to the interview, just to kind of really look at that, but also to kind of look prior to, prior to that, like to look at Megan as an individual, because um, yeah, there is a lot of systemic institutional racism as you've identified. I think it was only fair that she picked up, packed up her bags and said, you know what, I'm not going to bring my, my I'm not going to raise my child in this environment. I'm not going to bring, um, have a relationship with my husband in this environment. I want to be away from it. That is fine. But it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so difficult. But it's, it's, it's interesting. And this is what I said even on like episode Lotabo when I said, we really need to look at, at an individual. You need to look at how you are as a person, how you interact with your family and the impact of those relations to a family that you, you know, you are then molding, uh, bringing into shape yourself. Because I, a relationship got making with, um, with, her, with, her, with her mom, with her dad, the wedding, the royal wedding. Again, the question is forever asked, where are her mom's cousins? Why weren't they invited? Why weren't they there? Like, I think, we, I think we need to be very objective about it. We need to take a step back and not be too deep in our feelings because you know what? I am, I am for Megan. I am for her. Like, you know, fight the institution because they can't be treating they can't treat women, they can't treat black women, they can't treat people who are just different from them differently. And, you know, this is a clear case of what they have done in the last few years that she has been married. The moment that she infiltrated the palace, we can just see from the from day dot, which she was treated differently, you know. Um, even when, has, when Archie was born, the way the press... Um, reacted to that there was that guy I've forgotten his name who uh compared archie to a, a chimpanzee so there's all these racial undertones to this which are constantly denied and i think that's that pisses me off a lot Uti, why can't people just call a spade a spade and be like you know what illusion of inclusion is real you know we you feel that you are part of us but there is that battle you're not you're not a part of us and we you probably never will be so i think there's all these things to it and again i will repeat i am for megan i'm for her she's a woman i do does she see herself as a black woman i don't know but she's a woman so i will stand with her she is mixed race so i will stand with her from that part and that there's that blackness in her so i can relate to that within her but there's also, that is another question that I find myself asking. How does she see herself for Megan? Like, how does she, does she, she, she's not one with 4C hair. She doesn't have hair like us. Do you know what I mean? No, and, 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 and um, I think I was listening to someone that said, or I don't know if you guys say that, but I think 
part of this is because this was the first time that she had been com- confronted with the full force of anti-blackness, right? Because this is a white passing woman, right? I did not know she was black. I thought she was a white woman in on suits. And she's 25% black, but because we know of the warped American society that says that one drop rule, um, then everyone is black. And I personally just have an issue with that because um, as an aside, I just think it is important to celebrate our diversity, even within, you know, being people of color or being black, because if a young black girl has tight, tightly coiled hair and proper 4C hair versus someone like Meghan Markle versus a Mariah Carey and Alicia Keys, and then you're all, and then you're all grouped under all your old black girls, you know, <clears throat> what does it do for that girl, you know, who looks like Lupita? I mean, people should be able to celebrate their dual identities. And I think as as the world, we don't need to buy into this American system, which was based in racism because they were saying, oh, if you have one drop of black blood, you know, you are not worthy. Therefore, we will call you black. Whereas now we kind of celebrate it, but actually, no, people should, if you are half white half black you should be able to stand in those dual identities and say that's who you are because megan's mom is uh biracial megan's mom is half black and half white but again because of the warped american culture she's deemed a black woman right because we don't celebrate that diversity and then megan rightly i think identifies as biracial because she has a mixed race mother a biracial mother and a white father. Um, So I think she, I kind of almost feel where people have been saying that, oh, if it were a black woman, it would be worse. I kind of feel like if it were a black woman, you, because you live and breathe this, you almost would have known. Yeah, there's preparation for it. You're prepared. And and not to say you should be prepared to accept right but it just means that you would have known the extent of what you are going into and would have made an informed decision on whether you want to be a part of it or not i just think megan just did not understand what she was walking into at all yeah i agree 100 percent. so i think that in the future like you know maybe a few months down the line we're in march just now so maybe in the summer there when it's nice and hot we should look like it's good that we have talked about all these layers surrounding umeka and so we've talked about the whole racism we've talked about her um you know her the way her acceptance into the royal family but i think we need to kind of also get down to the nitty-gritty about you know, looking at the, because there's also been a lot of negative things that have been said, i.e. she's an actress, you know, so there's a lot of things that are for show, you know, Um, and which is why you get people like Piers Morgan turning around and um, saying, and and I, I fully don't support, I don't support this at all, that, you know, somebody's story, somebody who says that I have had mental health issues that is it, that's, you know, you, you leave that at that, but who appears more and comes in and is like, oh, I don't believe her because she's, this is who she is, she's an actress, blah, blah, blah. And there's this whole um, underlying, and I, you know, 
can we separate that not being believed because she's an actress from, um, or the fact, or can we separate it from the fact that she's, you know, there's this racial undertones from it? Do you, does that make sense? Does yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes complete sense, which is why I think it's, that's why I say many things can be true at the same time, right? You cannot deny that she's been mistreated. You cannot deny all of this. However, what I am deeply uncomfortable with is how Black voices have been brought to the fore. Black rage has been brought brought to the fore um, to sort of... Because, okay, there's a number of issues. We know we're dealing with these systemic things, right? Mm. And then now we're being brought to the fore and it's almost like we're being brought to the fore as like 100% representative of Megan. And I wish there was a way that those voices were brought to the fore and you can decouple Megan because I personally just, I don't know this woman. Like... Mm. And and I think also it's dangerous because these people that are being brought to the fore, the Dr. Scholars and everything, yes, Black Twitter, us, we're going to be like, yes, we're going to retweet, we're going to retweet Kelech, we're going to be like, yes. But then do we know the, <laughs> the full force that comes against those women for speaking out because are we economically going to stand up for them are we going to buy their books are we going to make them sustainable are we going to sign up to Kelechi's patreon so that you know she can continue talking right um and then then you find that the colorism is sort of playing in because then the mixed race women the biracial women who in the United Kingdom get all the opportunities to be on camera because they are the palatable black, they're the acceptable black, all your Rochelle Humes, all your Afua Hershes and everything. They're quiet now because, you know, why shouldn't, why are they not speaking up really and actually articulating their experience being mixed race and being biracial and really facing that anti-blackness because part of them is black. Um, I think I would really, I really want to see, yes, I want to see the black women, black voices getting opportunities, but I don't know if it's worth getting X thousands from Sky, right? For, for you know, and then the rest of the year, you're not really getting bookings. You're not being called for those documentaries um, yeah. because, and, and then they want us to be angry. They, they want us to, they're bringing yeah. us to show that rage, but we want to talk about fluffy. I like, you know, bring black do? women on to talk about travel holidays, about, yes, we want to go to Santorini. This is what we're doing after lockdown. We want to talk about how we are furnishing our homes. Like, call us for that. Call us about how, like, you know, what sort of things do you are? Are you interested? What color? What color schemes would you be? Like, we want to talk about our cooking and our baking as well. We do other things besides, um, you know, exemplify black rage. And I feel like, you know, again, 
um, after the whole Kelechi uh, Dr. Shola interview, like not interview, like their response to the whole Megan thing, I was like, do you know what? As a woman, you are constantly having to explain things to people. Right, so you're constantly having to explain things to um, to men because you know what? No, it's not safe for you to say hello to me in the middle of the night at, I, 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 like I, that doesn't make in the middle of the night like on the street. Don't say hello to me. You know it makes me feel unsafe. You have to explain that to men. Like you know when you're walking on the street, um, and then somebody a man is behind you. That is terrifying. You know you have to explain that to me, to men because they're like oh I didn't know that I didn't I'm not going to do any harm to you but you have to explain that and then on top of that you have to come on to explain that as a black woman these are the experiences that we, we share these are experiences that we share in the workplace these are the experiences that we we share when we're out socializing so you're having again to explain that and i feel like constantly with every layer there is so much more that we are the ones who are having to speak up to speak up and it's most of these things that are not you know like you said it's almost that like exemplifying of rage you know you have to like always constantly and, and which is why we have this persona of the the angry black woman you know we're not like that you know we want to like you said talk about the fluffy things we want to talk about other things i want to tell you about my plants that are dying outside and actually now that it's spring they're coming to the blossom i want to talk about that but we're constantly having to speak up for other black women in situations where they may be vulnerable where they may not be heard um, not only just black women, we also have to talk about women because we are, where gender pay inequalities come in, we are the ones speaking up for, speaking up for not just black women, we're speaking up for women, first of all. And then we come in to talk about actually, as a black woman, we also experience uh, gender, not gender, so we, we experience pay inequalities because of color, you know? So it constant, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I saw Kelechi, um, after she had done that interview and she was saying that she's like i'm just tired i'm tired of having to explain and i was like sis like i get you like every day every day of our lives you're just teaching and this is what we have to explain to our children that you know what as a as a black child these are the things that you need to to be aware of you need to I love the love the texture of your hair you know nobody else is being taught that but you're already having to explain that to them to you know this is who you love your name because your name is unique you know love it because that name has got meaning again we're explaining explaining as mothers we're explaining as aunties we're explaining as cousins like when do we get to rest like i almost feel like we should get paid like somebody should just give us money to say you know and then we'll be happy to explain but it is exhausting exactly and i think another thing is um i think obviously we've kind of moved a little bit and we're now talking about voices at the fore and i think there's something about it is always the the most persecuted people that are able to empathize with mm -hmm. um injustice yeah. right so even if you look at the history of, you know, recent things that have happened, even with Black Lives Matter, all these different movements, actually a lot of them have been started by Black women and actually queer Black women, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's so many intersectionalities that they're dealing with, right? Um, being queer, being women and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And they're always at the fore, right? And uh, we say this is going to be a short episode, but then 
you know, if you see if you see what's happening in the UK now, there's been this really tragic story of uh, Sarah Everard, um, this woman who was abducted and unfortunately, you know, found dead. And it looks like there's a, a police officer that's been charged with her murder. So she was literally kidnapped whilst walking, right? Oh. Um, and there's been just so much rage around that right and women coming out and you know this is a this is a white woman right and you're seeing the rage and literally like for example the people online have started using the hashtag say her name and all these things which were started by queer black women when we're talking about the injustices of Sandra Bland um Bland, sorry, I hope I'm saying her name right. Breonna yeah. Taylor, um, and and all those people. But then, when black people, when queer people have been fighting and saying that you know what, there's so much injustice, you know, the rest of people with privileges, maybe us included, white women have were quiet. But now, because they are really confronting, like when things can go wrong they now understand those, you know, they, they, they now understand those concepts. So I just think, you know, there's something about that because why is it that it is the women who are, you know, <laughs> when it's time to do a documentary on mat uh, maternal mortality in the UK, the, the same women are not given opportunities. When it's time to talk about this and that, they're not given opportunities um and it's it's the it's 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 the people you know the, the colorism plays in right so it i don't know it's just so interesting because it's really so i just kind of feel i don't know like guys were thinking out aloud so so bear with us and no yeah. system as we go along I, I i i just feel that again many things can be true at the same time and i mm. also think like unfortunately what is going to happen in terms of just racial tensions in the uk they're going to get worse following um, that interview right yeah yeah i agree and uh, just as you were talking there it came to me and this is something that we touched on i think in a few uh, a few episodes ago about the empathy gap like what you say saying Uti, you know um people understand when it people understand a lot more when it's happening to your own kind so empathy gap basically it's a cognitive bias that causes people to struggle to understand mental states that are different from their present state so meaning witty i will feel i will feel more empathy towards somebody who is you know of a similar background to me and which is what we i think we're getting with uh with this with this lady who has who has a unfortunately passed away but yeah it's it, there's there's a lot to it and i just love how this conversation has just literally gone we didn't gone. plan it we didn't plan it but but i guess okay we didn't plan it but i guess again multiple things are true at the same time is there systemic racism in the uk yes there is mm -hmm. um you know is there black rage which is packaged and put on tv um mm. purposely you know mm. i i think so because it is not balanced out by 
other type of voices and it's a it's a certain type of and there's nothing wrong with rage everyone should be angry right oh, yeah. but why is it that it's a certain type of people that are at the fore of that um am i happy that harry and megan um left the uk i actually think so i think that was great that was great for their mental health great for everything um do i think that uh the interview was an opportunity to propel them for more yes do i think it was an opportunity to address and dismantle systemic racism in the uk i'm not convinced so those two points are where I sort of struggle. And then there's the, I hope they last guys. I hope so too. But we need to come back to this one for sure. Yeah. So this is an unpopular opinion, I know. So if I you see you know what when we do talk about this we should put it on our patreon so you guys subscribe to us uh subscribe to our patreon page uh for exclusive content because you know we just need to let's see we've talked about the 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 wider issues yeah so now let's talk about let's get down to the nitty-gritty to the unpopular or unpopular opinion yeah so guys, okay like you know you you want that is going to be exclusive content so tune okay. in subscribe to us um we've got various packages um available i think the cheapest is four pounds um and for that you get uh video content you get exclusive content as well so uh, and these are the sort of things that we're going to be throwing in there just to give you a bit of a heads up these are things that we'll be throwing in there because you know we want to keep it juicy for you we want to keep it interesting mm-hmm. um but there's some things that we are like hey lacing i forgot to the general public <laughs> we will be dragged so these are the sort of things that are going to be like you know we are not going to obviously um not talk about things like we've just shared this whole um we've just shared our whole thought processes on the whole megan um interview and megan and prince harry so we will not stop sharing. We will continue doing that. But, you know, for that extra juicy. juicy mm-hmm. Yes, yes, In yes. fact, there's a really good episode that's going to come up on our Patreon as well. So just mm-hmm. to... Yes, yes, yes. So shout out to our Patreons. Thank you so much for signing up. Um, and if you would like to sign up, patreon.com forward slash gallons, guys. Links in all our bios. I mean, I think I'm done. Um, if you've got come to this part of the podcast, please hashtag unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let us know what you guys think as well. Like, it'll be really interesting to um, know your thoughts. So let us know what you think. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's a good hashtag. idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will share my real unpopular opinion. Hey, I need to mount to come clean. <laughs> I want to talk from the heart. Yeah, okay. Oh. I think I'll, I'll share my real unpopular opinion there. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, Colleen, where can people find you on the social so media? You can be on Twitter. Okay. And on Instagram, you start getting Skype's page. Yes, 
How about you? At Malaika Diva on the Twitter. And on Instagram or X, for those who want to, or who may be new listening to us to, for the first time. We are at Girl in Skies. Facebook? Uh, Girl in Skies podcast. Hey, um, Twitter? Uh, Girl in Skies. And if you want to support us, guys, and buy us some coffee. Mm-hmm. Buy me a coffee. Uh, com. For slash Galen's guys, I think, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what else have I missed? You are also on YouTube, guys, so you can check out some exclusive video content. Yes, yes. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Like, mm, when we get, we're, we're going to start putting out visuals, like proper, like made for YouTube video visuals soon, soon, soon. Yeah. I think that is us. This was supposed to be an hour. Yeah. But anyway, guys. Um let's go. Let's go. Uh you guys have a good week and we will see y'all later.